Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Georgian trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! What up, what up? Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall. I'm with my guy, Mike Guillory. What's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing good. It was a long Tuesday, but I got me a cold glass of Dos Equis in front of me and ready to do the show, my man. Nice, nice. I wish I had a Dos Equis in front of me. I'm sipping some... Uh, Moringa tea, if anybody knows what that is, it's basically like crazy caffeine, double a cup of coffee. <laughs> so uh, it might be a long night here in the Ingvall household, but I got a lot of work to do. So <laughs> it is what it is. So what's been going on? Anything anything new? You know, the dogs, the dog is uh, is kind of the focal point of my life. I guess that I guess I can say that because I know my girlfriend doesn't actually listen to the podcast. But, <laughs> Except uh, for this one time, she, the dog is both of our focal points, unfortunately. <laughs> but she uh, she actually got like a little uh, a little nick on her ear, oh. so it's been a challenge to keep her from moving her ear around because she shakes. You know, she does the little the dog shake off thing all the time. Yep. So that's been fun. Uh, but otherwise, man, I'm just. Uh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting my life together, I guess. I'm, I'm actually finally, uh, I don't want to say I'm completely set up, but I'm at least set up to, to start making YouTube videos. So I'm the the late, the late, uh, entry into the sneaker YouTube world. Although I've worked with almost everybody that's on YouTube at some point in my career. So it feels like I've been doing this all along, but, uh, it'll be fun. Cause I, I really want to start getting the practice of editing videos and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So I actually, uh, I actually got a couple of pairs from a friend, uh, from my friend Aaron here locally. So, um, he's in the discord too. So you guys Mm. can, you guys can hit him up on there, but, uh, it's, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a lot of content. It's going to be coming pretty quickly. So subscribe to the sneaker history YouTube and, uh, I'll see you over there. Nice. So what I'm hearing right now is that you worked with all these guys who are on YouTube now who become these huge successes. I'm the the latest person to work with you. So now I just got to buy my time. Sounds like. All right. I like what I'm hearing. (laughs) Hey, man, you're you're on the right path. You know, what? You're two over 250 subscribers, man. Right. I feel good about that. It's been almost a year. I guess it'd be a year in January from when I started. And I'm like, man, I am super pumped that 250 people to watch me ramble for you know 15 minutes so thank you to those 250 people <laughs> yeah i mean well you, you got to be over what was it over 2000 now on on one of those recent videos yeah. from a couple weeks back uh, the reebok uh question minions so the degrees lab that collaboration um you know again shout out to reebok for sending that over to me but yeah, man, there weren't, I guess there weren't a ton of reviews in that particular space. And I was like, I'm doing this because the shoe's dope as, as hell. So I went ahead and did the review. And I mean, I guess two weeks later, I'm over 2,000 views. So, hey, I love the shoe. I guess you guys did too. So, I, hey, thanks for watching. That's all I can say. Yeah, that's dope, man. I got I to gotta get busy so I can catch up. <laughs> Don't worry. You got it. You got it. Uh, so, uh what what uh what have you been rocking? What are you what are you looking at copping this week? Yeah, man. So I've been rocking two things pretty frequently for the last couple of days, and it's been because a our apartment gym opened up, and I can go at five in the morning when no one's there, and that's the uh, the JJ Watt fours that Re- Reebok sent me. Those things are actually super dope. I think Wear Testers is doing a review on them here soon, and they're 
they're solid. If you haven't bought a pair, go ahead, snag you one. And then I've been wearing my uh, my human made solar hues. That, um, I think you guys probably heard me and Nick talk about these probably earlier this year, maybe last year. Um, and I've just kind of been interchanging back and forth. Those are super comfortable, just easy to on and off when I need to get out the house for like a quick errand or something, you know, letting the dog out. And yeah, Coppin is, um, you know, I'm trying not to not to break the bank. I'm trying to be good because the holidays are coming around. Some stuff needs to be taken care of. But I'm looking at between the two, the Adidas ZX 8000, the Hey T pair that just came out. And then the Reebok uh, and the Mountain Research collaboration of the DMX Trail. So I'm going to probably have to flip a coin to get one of those in the collection soon. But other than that, man, I, I just bought bought my son two pairs of off that Reebok 45% discount. <laughs> they got on two pairs for like 50 bucks, a like Club C and then a Zit Connecticut. So and you couldn't go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. ZX8000 is one of my favorite shoes. I, I mean, it's – I still need to get one of those versions with the boost in it, but I, I, I can't say enough about that shoe. I, I really, really like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't really – I haven't really been doing a whole lot of wearing anything of much. Um, the DMX Daytona has been my, uh, my kind of default wear as of late. But I actually did pull out a pair of uh, the sneakers and stuff, Reebok questions. I think the nickname of them was like a shoe without a name or something like that. But they basically are like Phillies, Philadelphia Phillies colorways. Yeah. Uh, got that teal, kind of like that light teal green sort of with, with the maroon. Um, I just think it's a, it's just a super dope shoe. I mean, sneakers and stuff hasn't been doing as many collabs with Reebok. But man, they had some really good collaborations with the Reebok back in the day um and then uh, yeah as far as I feel like we're becoming a Reebok commercial but as far as pickups (laughs) go uh those yellow toe questions definitely on my list I mean this is like the all-time list right now like we're we're all sitting there waiting just when you guys gonna release them come on come on yeah I mean that that one for me is is uh you know 20 years 20 plus years in the making so (laughs) Yeah, there's no way I'm not gonna try to get my hands on them. So I, I just, I just hope people aren't like going crazy with resell on them. But I hope not either. But uh, I mean, think of it this way: I know we talk about a lot about Reebok, and I mean, yeah, they they show a lot of love to us. But at the same time, when I look at a lot of releases coming out, I feel like they they've been putting a lot of good energy behind their stuff. A lot of things different. A lot of things super wearable and some things out there and i don't know man just like it's worth talking about so if people think we're just being a commercial i'm like go look at what we're talking about and i guarantee you would be like ah i understand yeah definitely and this week is a great example like i i obviously buy uh, so i take that back i haven't bought shoes in quite a while because i've really been budgeting without without having an actual job for a while so, but that was also one of my goals was to cut back because I used to buy two to three pairs a week. And you guys know, when we started this podcast, I was just throwing money away. <laughs> and and you guys came into this after I've been doing that same thing for years. So you can imagine, like, I just have so many shoes. So for me, the question is just like the tip of the iceberg as far as what I'm looking at. The Momo... Uh, Vans collection is 100% fire. If I can get any of those, yeah. I'm, I'm 100% in. And the other the other release that I saw this week, normally I'm not a fan of anybody messing with the Jordan 1 kind of traditional color blocking, but those Paisley Jordan 1s, uh, I'm, I'm in. Sold. Sign me up. Dude, I feel like every, like every West Coast person is going to love that shoe. I don't know why. <laughs> I just knew I was, I, I was you. It was someone else. I was looking at it like, I got to have them. I'm like, of course you do. You're from California. Of course you have to have them. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously like that's a part of like growing up here, right? Like, uh-huh. I mean, even when I moved away from California, I ended up in neighborhoods where, you know, like we didn't have tons of money, right? Like we lived in neighborhoods where you were more likely to find somebody who was – you know, I don't know, selling something inappropriate or doing something inappropriate. I'll just leave it at that. There you go. <laughs> like, I also love this concept 
because I'm sh- I'm showing my age right now. Prince is one of my absolute favorite artists. And when I saw this, I originally thought the back of the shoe was a purple Paisley. And I was like, oh, my God, a Prince collab. Mind blown. Like I had goosebumps on my arms. I'm like, this is the shit for me right here. Like sign me up. I'm done with Jordan ones after that. I mean, of course, I say that every time a great shoe comes along and I'm like, yeah, that's all I need. And then next thing you know, you're buying more of them but like pretty deep now like ah what happened right yeah but like this one you know like that it's blue it's a lighter blue it still looks super dope and the color blocking is is great to have the black toe like it's super wearable shoe Mm -hmm. but i originally thought much higher of it so had had my first reaction to that shoe had we been recording three days ago that shoe would have been above the Reebok question for me because I was just like, I was literally so stoked when I saw it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not just the West coast thing for me. It's, it's also <laughs> like the tie of like Prince was in my mind. And, um, but you know, it is what it is. If, if we wanted to, we could probably do a whole entire episode on shoes. We wish we could cop. And okay. you know, that means the rocket and cop in uh, uh, segment would be basically a giant waste of your time. <laughs> but, so first youtube video for you nick oh no maybe not first let's say whenever that shoe comes out maybe your 20th video that, that gives it to be your, your your title i'm gonna turn these things purple that yeah. diy guy call up hess kicks you guys make it happen seriously anything that on your list this week that's an absolute not uh an absolute not is probably gonna have to be Oh my god! What, I can't remember the name of that. So much. I, I like the shoe to a degree, but I can't justify the cost. And that's that the ISPA that Nike. Oh my god, the Road Warrior. Oh yeah. I like the shoe, but I can't. I can't see a justification of a five hundred dollars shoe, especially now you have multiple colorways. That's the re- only reason it's absolute not to me. I mean, I feel like this. This seems kind of slow. Like I'm kind of scrolling through a couple of things, and there's not too many things I just don't like. I mean. Everyone on the podcast knows I'm not a big Supreme fan, so the the Air Max Plus, I don't like the colorways. Completely overrated to me. But I love the Air Max Plus, so I can't give it an absolute no. But I have to go with the Road Warrior because of the price point. All right, that's fair. I think for me the uh the absolutely not is the uh the CDG Air Force One mids. Yeah, I, forgot about I don't know what the hell they're trying to do there, but I'm just glad I didn't like I don't know how you become a fashionable person, but I'm just glad I never, I never did. Right. Like so I'm happy that I didn't somehow stumble upon crazy expensive high end brands and think that that was cool. Nothing against it. I don't ever feel like I could pull off a lot of the shit that happens on that side of the world. Just give me a hoodie, give me some Dickie shorts, maybe some Ben Davis and some good shoes and a, and a giants fitted. And I'm, I'm, that's my, that's my fit for life. I don't really need to change outside of that. <laughs> but I hate the bust your bubble though, Nick, because you look at high fashion now and you just described it. You just change brands <laughs> because, you know, you put off white shorts on that looks just like the Dickie shorts. Uh, you put a fear of God flannel on and boom, you just put those, uh, those air force ones on and you, you made it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. The CDG stuff, I understand the appeal of the brand, but this particular, you know, these two colorways, right? There's a white and a black, and it just looks like the shoe was cut up and like yeah, panels like and glued on top. And yeah, just, I don't get it. I don't mm. see the appeal. Yeah, the, it's the it's the <clears throat> appeal. It's literally like, I'm going to break next because someone thinks my shoe falling apart, but it's actually worth $1,000. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. As we usually do, I uh, wanted to read a review from, from Apple Podcasts. This week's review comes from Chipmunks. Uh, five-star review says, Sneakerhead review. I just watched the first 15 minutes of Sneakerheads, and it reminds me of a side mission in GTA Five, From the cutscenes to the writing, everything. <laughs> With that said, I'm still going to watch just because it's something to watch. So how do we get these M&Ms, LOL? So- <laughs> Y'all DM Robbie. <laughs> yeah, DM Robbie, uh, R-A-H-B-E-E-702 on Instagram, and he'll get you your M&Ms. But I got to say, he's pretty much spot on with the GTA 5 uh, analogy there. It, it kind of makes me miss GTA 5. I haven't played that in years. 
I've never been a GTA person, but I know the game. And when he, as soon as we read that, I was like, yeah, he may be 100% right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Thanks, Chipmunks, for the review. We definitely appreciate it. If you guys have a chance, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Just give us some feedback, positive, negative, indifferent. We're really just uh, using the reviews to kind of grow the audience here and make sure that we're putting out content that you guys actually like. So we really appreciate it if you take the time to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. So so Mike and I are uh, going to get into uh, some, I guess, the first of what is probably a lot of holiday-themed kind of conversations that always happen this time of year. I actually was in uh, a store that will remain nameless. And they already had, they already have like Christmas decorations all over the place. And oh, I was dude. just like, wait, what already? Are we here? Is, this, is this our life? Nothing else to do. There's nothing else to do. Might as well get your Christmas tree up. You're at home anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, I guess this year it's, it's like a good thing to look forward to. Right. Yeah. It's been chaos everywhere else. So Halloween around the corner, it's obviously a good time to kind of look back at who's created some cool stuff around Halloween sneakers. But I also think like we're kind of going to overlay a little bit of just like horror flick stuff because that's basically Halloween too. I don't think everything has to be labeled as a Halloween shoe to be a Halloween shoe. Mm-hmm. But I will say we had this conversation a little bit a while back, right? Maybe, maybe a month or two ago. Maybe so. Yeah. It's weird that, Halloween sneakers get released on Halloween or so dumb. Christmas sneakers get released on Christmas or, or whatever. If you're somebody who buys a holiday themed sneaker, do you buy it to wear the following year or do you wear it as a casual shoe throughout the year? I'd love to know because that always just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm spending X amount of dollars on it. I don't care if it has a pumpkin on it. I'm wearing it on Christmas because I paid for it at this point. But I'm looking real stupid. But that's not my fault because the release date was on, you know, either Halloween or three days before when I won't get them shipped till November 1st. So can't win for losing. Yeah, man. And I mean, I don't know if it exists, but, you know, I, I wonder. Oh, I guess they, I guess uh, uh, Saucony did one. A couple years ago but the pumpkin spice latte themed sneakers probably should get thrown in this mix too but we'll, we'll leave that wait wait time out is that a thing is that for all the starbucks ugg wearing people out there i mean the, the shoes i'm not a brown shoe fan but the Saucony grid from like 2015 or 16 was like a it was like pumpkin spice kind of like and then they did like almost like a whipped cream toe box so it was like that like kind of like brownish color on the backside yeah. and uh, a light color on the toe. It's a dope looking shoe. Not a colorway I would rock. Um, I'm, I'm neither here nor there on the pumpkin spice latte. Uh, it's one of those things where I, I can't drink that kind of sweet stuff every day, but every once in a while, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta celebrate the moment, right. And give into capitalism. <laughs> I'll let, look, I'll let Saucony have it between them and like new balance that come out with this, this ridiculously nice suede, fall color shoes i'll let them have those so they can do whatever they want when it comes to like a brown or pumpkin color shoe <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh it's just interesting how i don't know if it's commercialized or what but like everybody just hops on anything they can throw a theme together around if it's going to sell right yeah so for it better works. or worse uh that's basically what this whole episode is going to be about some of those themes that uh i guess i i mean i can't hate on halloween sneakers because you know inherently halloween is black and orange which you know if, <laughs> if there is uh a you know a god up there he's he's looking down on my team on halloween like this is your guys a holiday right i don't know if that's good or bad but it is what it is <laughs> So we're just going to rename it uh, just Giants Ween, that we're going to call it, Giants Ween. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do here? <laughs> Mixed, like, yeah. I got more orange on than usual, but it's October 31st. It's okay. Exactly, yeah. I mean, 
you know, like the, the Giants do like Orange Friday, right? When it's during the season. I'm, I mean, a lot of people do it outside the season that are fans, right? But uh, it's actually it's actually kind of funny because one of the shoes that I I, I don't think makes makes it the cut for most people because it was so subtle, but I think it's actually one of the most underrated Nike dunks ever. There was a 2005 Halloween quotation marks. I'm doing air quotes right now. You can't see me, but <laughs> Halloween 2005, uh, SB dunks. And they were basically just an all black shoe, a gum bottom with orange logos. And I never got them, but if I was going to wear a pair of dunks, that is like the like the best default black with a gum bottom and orange accents. Perfect, man. You can get away with it. Any job, it's going to look dope. Even when it gets beat up, it's going to look dope. So if anybody's got a pair, let me know of size 13. Um, I don't want to just beg for shoes on this episode, but that's the first shoe that comes to mind for me for Halloween. So how about you, man? Oh, man. First shoe that comes to mind for me for Halloween. You know, I was, I think I was telling Robbie, I don't think I've ever owned a Halloween themed shoe. Um, I mean, first one that comes to mind for me is always like the, the day to day dunk, but more so because I do like basketball shoes a lot. The day to day dunk inspired KD4. I love that shoe. And I think at one point it was going for a decently low price. I think the price has skyrocketed since dunks have made their you know, infamous comeback, but that's one of the first ones I really think of. And then the, uh, the 2015 mummy blazer, which I kicked myself in the butt a million times over for not buying that. I'm I'm sure it's probably dirt cheap somewhere, but just to not have it in the moment when I see it again, I'm like, how did I pass it up? And it was like 80, what, maybe a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yep. That's the one thing about like blazers specifically. A lot of times they're a part of those packs, right? Like even this year, I think there's a there's a blazer for the Dia de los Muertos. Dia, mm-hmm. Yeah, Dia de los Muertos uh, pack that's like a 90 blazer. I think there's a Jordan 1 maybe. I can't remember all the, yeah, all the releases. Jordan 1, yeah. Um, but it's obviously that's the outcast from the pack, right? It's a super subtle colorway. It's going to go on sale. And it's just a – it's a good shoe, man. It's a It's a really good shoe. But I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think I think you know, kind of without going like too far up the uh, the grail list, the the next one that kind of comes to mind is um, I guess like the the you know obviously in the more recent years the the Air Force One with the skeleton, you know, like Robbie said, I think on an episode or two back. You know, they've done a handful of colorways now where the skeleton over the over the Air Force One low. That's that's one of the shoes that comes to mind. Obviously not like a, a favorite for me, but I mean, with three different colorways of it, it seems like a pretty good choice for Halloween shoe. But it's, again, one of those shoes that's super aggressively Halloween. I just don't see wearing it any other day of the year. It's just hard for me to buy a shoe and only use it for one day of the year. Even like, I mean, same thing like Christmas shoes. Like when you get the concept of ugly sweater, it's hard for me to justify just wearing it one day a year, but when else are you going to wear it? Unless you go to like a sneaker con or something. So it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be like a hater on all of the shoes for for Halloween because a lot of them are totally wearable around the, around, you know, year round, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like the, the mummy blazers, right? Those, those are just like a clean, super clean pair. Right. Um, another, like, you know, staying on the, on the blazer tip, the, the off white, uh, blazer pack, right. From a couple years it. back, like yeah. Robbie, Robbie wears his pretty regularly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like, that's a shoe that just is a totally a year round shoe. And I think that's like the key is making it where, we talked about the, the this year's Trainer 3 Dracula, right? That shoe with a touch less Halloween is is a is an amazing shoe for anybody that's into sneakers. But when it's got a little too much Halloween, you're not going to wear it, you know, in the middle of summer when, you know, you have other things that don't it just doesn't align with with the vibes of summer, right? So mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Um, so one of the next ones for me would be uh, the Air Max 95s from 2014. Kind of uh, the, the Halloween. Um, I don't know which, what the official colorway uh, was on it, but it's kind of like a, what is it, like a light, it's like a light green, I guess. Yeah, what year was it again? It's uh, yeah. it's like 2014, 2015. It's got yeah, like a brown. I'm going to find it real quick. Hold on. The 2014 90? Air Max yeah, 90? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Air yeah. Max 95 Halloween. Oh, 95. Oh, crap. Yeah. It's, 90. it's got like the, it's got like mint. Yeah. Um, it's like the, uh, it has like the eyeball on the. Uh, like the scarecrow, right? Yeah. It has the eyeball on the, on the tongue. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Another one that set around, I think was on sale for like 90 bucks at one point. Like, no. I'm not wearing a Halloween shoe. I'm like, stupid me. I should grab it. Yeah, it's a good looking one. And I think it's minimal enough Halloween branding where you could rock it anytime, right? Well, it's just the tongue patches that get me. Just like the Dracula uh, Air Trainer 3 that's coming out this year. If they would just get rid of the, the freaking tongue patch, I'm okay with it to, to buy it. It's, some things turn me off because, again, I'm just not going to wear that year round. Yeah. Yep. We need to come up with like a, a pen or a patch so we can just cover up the Halloween sneaker like, history patches. Yeah, we'll just we'll just or like a pin that just you just plug through the through the tongue and it'll have, you'll have a new logo on the shoe. That should <laughs> kind of be dope. <laughs> hey, no one taking our idea. That's all. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't be saying this on a on a public <laughs> podcast. <but>, uh, <laughs> no one listened uh, to this portion of the episode. Yeah. Um, so what else, what else you got on, on your, uh, list of Halloween and horror inspired sneakers? Yeah. Uh, when we we're talking about earlier, was the 2014 Air Max 90 Halloween. That one's really clean. That's another one that could just be fall. It's just black, like, a uh, burnt orange. And then a, I don't know, is that blaze orange they call it? And it just looks good. The color block is nice. The leather on the toe box looks pretty dope as i don't know if that's ostrich it looks like a weird pattern of the letter but it's a nice shoe that can be worn any time of the year so that was one for me that i really like yeah that's a good one um i think the other kind of a sleeper only because of a uh, the 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 year that it came out and we'll get into the other shoes that came out that year but the 2007 release uh the sb air trainer one the dawn of the dead which was themed off of the the cover of the film. And I mean, it's like, there's nothing over the top Halloween. It's a, it's a SB trainer one, which, you know, just retroed again for the first time in a long time. Super dope shoe, right? Black, gray, a little bit of purple, a little bit of orange. I, to me, it's, it's super, super clean. I don't know if, I don't know if many people remember that shoe. Like, I feel like it was just super slept on and forgotten. I think so too, because this was at a time where I was still living in my hometown, and they, we didn't get, we didn't have an SB account. I mean, we got the Dunks every so often at the uh, the Journeys, you know, kind of just randomly, like still like the kind of between a six era and SB. So didn't really get these, so I never saw them in person. But it's a clean shoe. I agree with you. This is another one that you can wear this any time. I mean, it's just nice color blocking. Now, yeah, man. The, the the Reebok ventilator. The I laugh at this one because it looks like a normal shoe. Like I'm looking at the sneaker. It's the the Chucky uh, colorway from 2007. And it looks like a normal sneaker except for some you know some branding on the tongue and then in the uh, and then the insole on the sock liner. I laugh at the shoe because this was like my my childhood fear as a child. Chucky was like literally frightened me to death. I think I've just at 31 just been able to sit and watch the movie without being like cringing. So I'm like, oh god! But at the same time, I'm like, it's actually a decent everyday wear, which is a real terror in my mental space right now. I'm kind of like, well, this is your childhood fear, but it's a nice looking shoe, which prevails—the sneakerhead them or the or the fear. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm by no means like a horror film or even like really a Halloween guy. Honestly, when I was a kid. I just didn't like it at all so much that I ended up like getting sick and not going trick or treating probably half my life because I was Holy just like, crap. this is, this is just not for me. Um, I mean, it's funny cause like I actually really love a lot of what parts of Halloween stand for, right? Like 
you know, the idea of the Day of the Dead. I love skeletons, like all of that stuff. But then, like for some reason, like, like I don't know how to how to describe it, but like pop culture, mainstream Halloween was never something I got into, even as a little kid. Like, yeah. I mean, and and it, it was it was just one of those things. that was just not for me. I mean, uh, but as far as sneakers go, there's definitely been a lot of good, you know, uh, remakes of or. I shouldn't say remakes, but just like a, a good use of a lot of the themes for Halloween. One of the ones that I really like uh, is a Air Max 90 from 2014, which normally, uh, so Air Max 90, probably my favorite shoe from the Air Max line. I mean, I think with anybody that's big into Air Maxes, you kind of ebb and flow as the colors come, right? And mm-hmm. now we have access to a lot of retros. There's a lot of really great Air Max runners out there. But one of the things that about that shoe that was really dope was the whole midsole was like translucent. And normally I'm not into that with the Air Max 90. I'm pretty much a purist. The infrared is, you know, hands down the top of the line for me. One of my favorite shoes of all time. But that particular one had like the translucent midsole and obviously a black and orange color combination, kind of like a little bit of a curry color on the top layer and just super bright accents. I definitely regret not picking it up, but. I could say that about a million things you regret not picking up like, well, you have three hours. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is I, I was thinking about this uh, or talking to a friend about this um, recently. And there's so many shoes that I would love to go back and get right. Like most mm-hmm. of us that are into sneakers, we probably are reliving a, a previous time in our life with a lot of the stuff and Nike knows that the brand, mm-hmm. all the brands know it. Like you're not releasing a Kobe, you know, inspired question because of something that's happening now. Right. You're in, you're releasing it because you know that there's a lot of nostalgia there for people. So yeah. a lot of the, uh, a lot of the air maxes though were really tough because, or are tough for me because I would love to go back and get them but I want to wear them and I'm always hesitant because I don't want to spend, you know, a crazy price on something that's, you know, that's, that's going to crumble the first time you wear it or whatever. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's tough. I don't know. It's just one of those things that I always, I always stop myself from like picking up a lot of the older air maxes, but if anybody has any tips or tricks to, uh, to keep an air maxes from, uh, from crumbling after, you know, I, I would say you've got about five to seven years on a shoe, assuming, you know, that you're going to wear it occasionally to keep it a little fresh. But then beyond that, it's like, do you really trust it? <laughs> and the more of that hap- the more of the shoes that get older like that, you know, obviously adds to the nostalgia and, they become more expensive, more of them crumble, less of them available, just drives the price up. And then you're like, well, damn, I'm not going to spend, you know, a thousand dollars or $500 or $200 on a shoe that I don't know if it's going to actually be wearable or not. So always a hard question, man. It's like, it is. I try to go by the, it was Robbie always say that, Hey, you know what? It's going to retro eventually. And like, I don't care if I'm 70, 70 shoes. I'm still going to be wearing tennis shoes. So they put me in the ground. So just mark my words on that. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's exactly what I was we were talking about the other day like I just feel like uh you know forgive the language but Nike just basically has us by the balls yeah. and it's like okay well you're you're you can't buy all these so eventually you will <laughs> buy these again by the time we're 70 Mike we're going to have like a list of thousands of shoes that we want Dang. it's going to be like ridiculous my We're last one, warehouses. It's the last one, Testament. Please make sure you buy these. Just let me just put a picture on my, my tombstone that you bought them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly, like if I don't get everything, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a list. This is not Halloween related, but I'm gonna rant a little here. I'm gonna make a list of all the shoes that I ever 
actually wanted, but like, not just like, oh, that's a cool colorway. I would cop that, but like actually wanted. So it's probably in the thousands. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to ever be able to get all those shoes. Even if I could, I wouldn't be able to wear all those shoes. Like it just is not possible. So maybe if, 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 if I ever die, because I don't even know if I'm ready to even admit that that's going to happen. <laughs> just, just, just find some pictures on the internet, like hit up some of the phot- sneaker photographers out there, get some Polaroids and throw them in casket with me. You know, when they, when, when you toss me into the incinerator and drop my ashes off the golden gate, I'll be taking all of them with me. You know, there you go. It's probably it's probably super. I'm sorry if that was super sadistic, and I've never really actually thought of all that stuff. I I was just kind of rolling with it. I say that is a that's hey Nick was a sneaker guy. If my if my mom hears this, she's just going to be cringing like what (laughs) what you're you're planning your death already? (laughs) No 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 no, that's not it. No no, it's funny game. Something about Halloween just got me in the mood, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm just leaving a list. Everything I really wanted that didn't get, I'm leaving a list for my children. Hey. Go buy this for yourself. Yeah, there you go. Let me know you got them. Just you know, just throw me a thumbs up when you're at the cash register. When StockX 12.0 comes out, let us know you bought them. Yep. Um, so another one that would not be on my list, but it's it's got to be mentioned, is the Savage Beast Air Force One Low from 2009. Just bright ass orange, crazy amounts of uh, pony hair, whatever pony fur. The whole thing is just pony hair upper even the midsole uh it is not for me i don't know who would want to wear this but i'm sure somebody (laughs) as a collector i understand it but i would love to see somebody who's actually worn this and kept it that long because 10 years even if you only wore it for halloween every year I bet you you got some crazy stains on that stuff on the midsole. The the stuff you pick up from the ground has to be absolutely disgusting on that midsole. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I mean, it's a crazy shoe, but definitely not. Don't wear it. Yeah, just let's look at it. Yep. Well, I have to go with the. Uh, so I'm looking at this 2005 Air Force One Halloween, and. This is the original Shatter Backboard 3.0, straight patent leather. <laughs> I just looked at this and I'm like, wait a second, what? But these look good in Air Force One form. Like, I don't know if they just picked a better leather. Just the Air Force One is better suited for patent leather. I don't know what it is. But this one's actually pretty dope. I mean, I'm sure it creases like paper, but I like it. I mean, you can get away with this throughout the fall and just the winter months. It's that dark color that uh, – that orange back quarter and heel and then the orange swoosh along with the all black front patent leather with orange laces. And I think there's like a pumpkin on the, I don't know. I think there's a pumpkin on the tongue tag, but I can't really tell it's embroidered. So if I can't I tell, like a, I think it's like a mask. I think they oh, did a know. variation of masks throughout the last, like those years. Okay. It's clean though. Yeah. I mean, it looks good to me. I mean, on top of that, you got to remember that, this uh what is this like 2005 2006 to maybe even back to 2004 right you're mm-hmm. still riding the wave of nelly's air force ones being played on the radio Facts. at that time because <laughs> that was like late 2002 i think maybe early 2003 so air force ones were like going crazy at that time not just yeah. because of nelly either like sneakerheads were already on to Air Force Ones. Like I would say that was like the biggest years for Air Force Ones, you know, aside from, you know, maybe going way back. But I'm just thinking like all the stuff that came out during that era, you know, guys like Clark Kent and Mayer, they, you know, that was when like collections went bananas because there were so many out there to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing all the Air Force Ones in school that I wanted and never did get uh, – I don't think I started buying Air Force One, so I had my own money to actually buy them because my parents were like, yeah, I'm not spending 100 bucks on a shoe. That's all white you're going to destroy. Like, are you goofy? <laughs> yeah. And I was still yeah. – my foot was still growing at that point. They're like, yeah, um, you better go hit them shell toes, which I still love to this day, so I appreciate that. <laughs> yep. Uh, I guess sticking with the, the Day of the Dead uh, or rather the Air Force One theme, 
the Day of the Dead Air Force ones from last year with all the 3M um, pattern, kind of like the hidden 3M too, because the shoe mm-hmm. was basically all white, the black liner and a black, you know, swoosh or whatever. But yeah. that shoe to me, if I was an Air Force One person, would absolutely be in my closet right now. I, I, I'd be wearing that this holiday if that was if I was an Air Force One. Like if that was a dunk last year, I would have been I would have been hard pressed to get a pair. I didn't realize the 3M designs on it. This is the first time I'm actually really looking at it. Yeah, it's it's That's clean. Nice. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure there was like there was like a 95, a Cortez. The mm-hmm. Cortez is really dope. Um, and then there's the Air Force One. Huh. Let's see. I just want to know, just for the sense of uh, knowing it's probably too expensive, I want to know how much it is on resale right now. So Day of the Dead. Oh, here it is. Yeah, Nick, the, definitely. They set when they came out. I remember it for like a minute. And, well, what, you're a 13? Yeah. That's not bad. It's, it's almost retail. Um, they're 180 on goat in your size. I mean, that's not too I bad. I wouldn't tempt you, but I'm saying really. <laughs> so on the on the same kind of vibe, if people remember back, like probably like 2014 or 15, there's actually a Day of the Dead Cortez from back then too, and I think that one is actually the one I would go after because it's all black suede. Um, suede swoosh, suede like midsection, and then the underlay below the swoosh is—it's not 3M, but it's—it's uh, got the Day of the Dead, the same kind of like uh, motif. But on that particular shoe, the inside swoosh was actually orange, so you had a black swoosh on the outside, orange swoosh on the inside, and to me, that's one of the best. Honestly, that's probably that's probably like if somebody said, "Hey, you could have any Halloween shoe of all." ever that's probably one i go with because i think it's the most wearable yeah for me personally yeah not dope shoe um yeah definitely very wearable the one i'm gonna bring up now is not that wearable other than i guess you could if you really wanted to it's not it's halloween because it's a skeleton but i guess you can get away with it but the 2018 the original air force ones in the white colorway with the gray skeleton on the side dude i thought this was gonna sit so i was like oh it's fine i'll pick them up Whenever, you know, whenever I want to at like 80, 90 bucks. Yeah, that was completely wrong. Every time they come out of that colorway with that design on it, it sells out immediately. And I really like the white pair. Which one is it? The Air Force One Skeleton from 2018. It's the, uh, just like the orange one that's coming out this year. Oh, yeah, the, black yeah, yeah. Yep. the white one just because there was, I feel like there's more detail on the skeleton foot. Because it's, they can get the grays out there on that, on that white. It just pops better with that glow-in-the-dark outsole. Dude, it's, it's just a really nice shoe, and it just kind of stays true with, to what the Air Force One is. And it reminds me, of, like, you talk about those years with, like, Mayer and uh, DJ Clark Kent, where it just really Air Force One for popping off. Yeah, yep. Um, so I think honorable mention, I don't know if it really qualifies as a uh, Halloween, but Paranorman phone posits got to be talked about just because that was a crazy release i mean yeah i think the the one thing that was always crazy about that too is when when i was at StockX when we when you know StockX was just getting started i can't remember how much they went for originally when when StockX launched but uh it it was one of those things where shoes like that that came you know in a sealed box how do you how do you authenticate a shoe as dead stock when it comes in a sealed box if nobody opened the box is it can you even authenticate it but if they if they opened it and resealed it and swapped in some garbage shoes then you're screwed right yeah it's really a double-edged sword there because you're like oh i don't want anything opened but at the same time you know it's there so I guess yeah. you really have to trust the person. Like, give me receipts. I don't know. Like, that's insane. Yeah, I never thought about that. I didn't realize it was sealed like that. Yeah, I mean, there's only a handful of shoes that I remember, but like that one, um, I think the uh, the Coraline Dunks. That was my honorable uh, mention. That was the, yeah, that was yeah. My the, um, the Daniel Arsham Adidas. We're, we're in a sealed box. 
Uh, I mean, there's only been a handful throughout the years that I that I am familiar with, but it is a really interesting thing to think about. And I mean, I would love to know if if you're listening to this podcast, you you know a lot of this kind of stuff, and you probably are paying attention to at least a little bit of the resale market. Would you rather have if you're buying a shoe dead stock and it's a sealed box, would you rather have the box opened and verified or would you rather buy the shoe and have, and not have someone verify what's inside? Because there's the debate as to what dead stock is when you're talking to that extent. Right. I so open it all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, like if, if there's a, let's say, let's say you open the box and, it's, uh, you know, it's got like some sort of a flaw or it's missing something or, you know, maybe there's some crazy glue stain. You know, do you pay full price for that shoe? Because nobody's going to let you buy the shoe. Nobody's going to let you open the box before you buy the shoe. Right. Yeah. So it's a really weird kind of thing. And it creates all sorts of, you know, troubles for the for the, you know, authentication sites like StockX and Goat and eBay and stuff. So I just think at a certain point with these shoes, like we're just, the ones we're talking about are just super rare. They get to a certain point where those loose things and stuff don't even like matter as much. If you need to open to see if it's there and someone's going to buy it off you for X amount of dollars, it may not be the $10,000 you want, but it may be eight, five or 9,000. So you're still going to make a big killing if that's your goal to resell it. But for those people who want to display them, you're gonna like for me for you i'll say pop the top so i need to know what's in there yeah yep um i guess another honorable mention not really halloween related but um i guess i guess technically kind of i don't know dracula is not really halloween right yeah i mean we're talking about horror movies earlier so we talked about donna dead the chuckies ventilators so i guess we can throw it in that category so Saucony did a collaboration in 2018 for Comic-Con and they did a shoe for uh, with Universal Monsters. So Dracula, mm -hmm. Frankenstein, Wolfman, Metaluna Mutant. And they only did 12 pairs of each design. There was one pair sizes 7 to 13. So probably one of the rarest shoes. I mean, probably one of the rarest Saucony shoes ever yeah. or series of, of shoes, but Comic-Con exclusive sneakers is kind of a bananas thing. I mean, to think about, right. Because it's, it's kind of like designer con, like, you know, my friends over at designer con, uh, we got to do some cool stuff, but we were really the only sneaker focused kind of booth at designer con, right. Last year. And it was great. Because there's a lot of crossover between like, you know, the, the film nerds and oops, sorry, there's a lot of crossover between the film nerds and, you know, like the I mean, even like thinking about just anime and movies and all the different crossovers. So this one in particular was kind of crazy to see them do that on on su a, su such a low production level for such mm -hmm. a massive event. So. I mean, well, I'm going to I'm going to put all this together and throw it onto the site so you'll have you'll be able to look through some of these shoes that we're talking about. But man, I mean, I only have I only have a couple of pairs of shoes that are 12 pairs or less. But to think of a whole set, I mean, imagine if somebody has like all five of those in, especially in like matching sizes, right? Oh, someone does. You know, someone does. That's got to be. I mean, that's literally like one of a kind. Like, how do you even put a price on something like that? Oh, but dude, think about it. So they did a really smart thing because I'm sure there are a couple pairs out there because there's people like me who I love comic books and I love sneakers. So I'll be at like a comic con. I'll be at a sneaker con. But there's that person out there who just loves the Universal Monster series so much. They just have every one of those as a mantelpiece. So there's someone out there who's just holding on to them. And because of the collaboration, not because of the sneaker, which is awesome. Yeah, man. I I, I think they actually look dope, too. That's, the, yeah, that's clean. the best part about it, right? It's like super simple, but like the colorways are perfect. The details, like especially the Frankenstein shoe is just like. Oh yeah. That's my favorite one actually, yeah. Frankenstein one. Yeah. 
But I'm I'm also like a big fan of Saucony. I, I mean, we talk a lot about Nike, Reebok, Jordan, Adidas, the bigger brands, right? But but Saucony to me is still one of those one of those brands where you can pick up a shoe for for a completely ridiculously affordable price, right? Mm-hmm. I'd say thirty to forty dollars on sale online on their website or wherever, and the comfort level of a lot of those shoes matches anything you're going to pay 150 or more for from other brands, yeah. but it just doesn't have the crazy demand or the, you know, the crazy quantity and the hype around it. So definitely worth checking out if you haven't. Yeah. I mean, unless you go back to, was it 2013 back when a six new balance and Saucony were literally the way for a minute, whenever Ronnie Fike started doing all those new balance collaborations and ASIC collaborations, those types of shoes were, Crazy, and I think we're going to get to a point again where those are going to be really popular again. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there was a lot of good collabs, but I think uh, I think um, with Ronnie's like trajectory now doing collabs with BMW. I don't know if we'll see, you know, we'll see the same thing anymore. It's going to be yeah, someone else that comes it, out. It'll get and... crazy. But I would, I will say that with, when Saucony does collabs, especially with some of the other, let's say, I, I mean, they're just different, right? The like Burger with End. That was one of my favorite collabs they did. Yeah, with End, they've done some stuff with Feature. They've done stuff with um, Hannon. They've done stuff with Soulbox. There's a lot of great Saucony collabs out there. Bodega's done a handful of pretty good ones. Um, I've got like a pair of Premiers. It's it's one of those it's one of those shoes that I think you can get a really good colorway, a really cool story behind the shoe, and not have to pay crazy prices for it. Even on the resale market, right? You could probably get something for under two hundred bucks. But yeah. I mean. Let's let's uh, circle back to get get back onto the Halloween and horror kicks, <laughs> but um, I do suggest checking out some Saucony's. Uh, there's so many, but like the Courageous, for instance, is just like an old school runner. Uh, it's just so so simple. I mean, think of like something that's a Cortez, but like a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more cushioning and padding, mm-hmm. and that's it. But yeah. uh, so we're down to only a few more left that I think are worth mentioning. I mean, there's obviously way more than we can fit into one podcast, but I'm going to throw it to you and let you, let you go with one of them. But I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Nike dunks, I think for the rest of the. <laughs> well, I got one more honorable mention that I think does not get enough love because of the model, but the LeBron 11 Friday the 13th, I think was such a well executed horror sneaker with the white, with the blood splatter. Is one that people just kind of forget about, I think, and that was very well done, and I think should be talked about in a Halloween sneaker collaboration. That's true. I actually completely forgot about it. Yeah, but, so I don't again because I don't think the LeBron Eleven was well received because LeBron didn't wear it the entire season. He switched to the Soldier, so I think it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. But if you remember, again, it was just the white sneaker, blood splatter. I think it even had like something reminiscent of Jason in the insole. But I mean, Wait, had all was the, it the eleven or the thirteen? I thought it was the eleven. Hold on, I think I think it's the thirteen, right? Because ha- that's the one that has the blood splatter. Let me see. Yeah, just sent it to you. Yeah, it's all white blood splatters on the midsole, and it has the white and red, and just reminiscent of the hockey mask. Yeah, because it's got the thirteen on the uh, on the 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 thir- the eleven is like the more has a jagged jagged lines on it. Wow, is that that much different? Let me see. Wow, that's crazy. I swore that shoe looked exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, it's it's different. Oh, wow, yeah, you're 100 right. Yeah, I don't know why that really looked like the exact same shoe to me. I mean, so that's the funny thing is like the the 11 and 13. Just mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I like the 11 when I I think we talked about this in the Discord this week actually, but the 13 for me is like one of the worst looking sneakers of all time i don't understand the armor posit stuff on the ankle it just doesn't seem to fit (laughs) like if you're going to put it on the shoe put it on the shoe um but it is crazy because i totally forgot about this colorway 
even existing. And it is for sure, uh, you know, noteworthy on especially talking about you know halloween and horror horror kicks so mm-hmm. this is a terrible terrible model yeah you're right the 11 i liked the 13 is actually it's like he got kicked in the ankle a bunch it's like someone protect my ankle <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh man so uh for me one of the i guess uh i, I don't want to say it's one of the best because it's just too simple but like the sb mid from from 2014 had uh you know the like super aggressive jack-o'-lantern on the insoles but the shoe was just like all black orange outsole orange sb logo on the tongue it's a dope shoe i don't know if it's i don't know where it ranks on the list of these for me but worth mentioning in this conversation yeah definitely uh i remember that one did that one have the no that wasn't the one with the velvet in the inside it was a different one but yeah i remember this one Clean shoe. I mean, black and red meets that criteria. Can be able to wear any time of year. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, man. I like that one a lot as well. Um, I would have to take you to, I think it's last year, the Air Force One Shibuya Halloween. I did not know it was a Halloween shoe. I thought it was just a Japanese exclusive. Did not realize it was a Halloween inspired sneaker, but it's, it goes back to the old days of like the Invisible Woman Air Force One with the the clear panels, but it looks good. I mean, it has some nice leather on the, uh, the rand around the toe, the eyelets, and then it has patent around the, the heel, but it's, it's a dope looking shoe. I don't know how much you can actually pull it off with the clear panel and how long is it going to last. But overall, I, I like the execution of it. And I don't know. I just think it's a, a just nicely done sneaker. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I love that old school logo. You know, they had the little like mm-hmm. embroidered, SBY Shibuya logo with the yeah. swoosh across it and the city line. I think when Nike does that with like, you know, there's obviously NYC and LA and ATL. There's a lot of cities that have had their little logos on the, on the, you know, air force one. I would love to see that actually get transferred onto like dunks or air maxes. That would be super dope. Yeah. I just love little logos like with mini swooshes, extra logos like that. Those are just nice extra touches for some reason. Yeah, definitely. So um, I think uh, obviously Jason Voorhees, Nike SB Dunk High from 2007, you know, probably one of the, well, we still got a couple more to go, but definitely one of the most sought after of the Halloween inspired sneakers. Um, The colorway is just super dope. It doesn't have anything to do. I mean, there's nothing specific that says halloween or or jason Voorhees or the you know friday the 13th or anything but to me that is kind of the beauty of a lot of those dunks that tell the story without having it be super obvious mm-hmm. yep uh, you're right on that and i'm gonna flip you though i'm gonna go from not super obvious to right in your face and that's gonna be the dunk love last year the night of mischief um if you want to talk about halloween shoe just look at that one i mean the perforations on the toe box are in the shape of a jack leonard's face the insole is literally just I, I don't know what it is. It's just like Halloween things everywhere in it. I think it's the inside of a pumpkin actually. I think it's like, I think it's like the guts of a pumpkin. Uh so neon green outsole, purple sock liner, orange swoosh and orange toe box. I mean, I would never wear it, but I respect the fact that Nike say, let's just go ahead and swing for the fences and give you Halloween in a nutshell. You know what's kind of interesting about that one too is that shoe I think is the epitome of this era of dunks, right? Dunks are mm-hmm. just super bananas price-wise, you know, with you know the Kylie Jenners and Travis Scotts and all these, you know, celebrities rocking them. It's sure. it's crazy because the prices of those are you know four, five, six hundred, seven hundred dollars, and that's a shoe that three, four years ago would have definitely sat at all the SB shops. Oh, they would have been at Marshall's for 20 bucks. Yeah. Yep. So I think last but not least, probably the most infamous SB dunk, at least by far the most infamous Halloween inspired SB dunk. Um, well, the Freddy, the Freddy Krueger dunks, right? There's, Mm -hmm. there's really, not much more you can not much more hype that you can get around a shoe. So if you 
if you weren't around when this shoe came out, there was no real social media, right? You had MySpace, you had the ISS forums and Nike talk. And I think at that time you might've still had Nike park, but they were kind of falling off. Um, trying to think there was probably some other smaller forums, but for the most part, that particular time was really interesting because if you found out about a shoe, you found out about it from Nike talk for the most part. That shoe obviously leaked on Nike talk like everything did back in the day. <laughs> then all the S all the skate shops, you know, everybody that knew somebody that knew somebody that could get them access to something was like, yep, this is going to be it. Right. It was kind of like the perfect storm of this movie world and sneaker world, right? Like it had mm -hmm. enough energy without the existence of blogs that people that normally don't pay attention to, to sneakers were paying attention to this shoe. And then it got canceled. So what I didn't know at that time and what I learned at that time is that the movie studios actually copyright and trademark different pieces of the films. So this shoe obviously uses Freddy Krueger's striped sweater as kind of like the, you know, the underlay of the shoe. Well, that actual element is, is trademarked. Trademark. And... I never really realized how in-depth trademarks could get or how many things you could trademark about a character. Cause you know, like up until that point, you had seen a lot of shoes, especially from Nike SB where they push the limits. You know, the Heineken dunk is a good one where it's like, Oh, that's obviously a Heineken inspired shoe, but it wasn't a, a collaboration or a partnership. And the Freddy Krueger is, is basically that too. So Nike gets hit with a lawsuit. The shoes get canceled, but I think one or two shops ended up selling them. Um, so there's a very few number that made it out. The rest were supposed to be sent back to Nike or destroyed. I don't know what that you know logistically looks like, but the rest were supposed to be destroyed. And obviously you find pairs leaking from the guys that worked in skate shops that knew they could sell them if they could sneak them out of the shop. So a bunch of pairs without boxes end up, you know, kind of making their way onto eBay. And it really was just like one of the first times I remember kind of, uh, I guess the best way to put it is chaos around a release. <laughs> and I just think that the, the, uh, if you take the perfect storm of timing, the, you know, this is like the earliest time of blogs too, right? Like the absolute, oh, yeah earliest blogs like you know i think maybe sneaker files existed at that time kicks in the city um when you know when maze uh, as as he was known back then was on there rich um mm -hmm. still doing his thing and there wasn't like i mean i don't even know if, if nice kicks and kicks on fire were you know blogs at that time um soul collector was obviously a thing, but you know, it was less about the blog for them at that time and more about the forum. And it was just, it was just so different, man. It's so crazy to think how different it was because you know, the, the energy around that shoe was really, really crazy. And I think it's really like the first time that everybody knew a shoe got canceled, right? You yeah. might've known like a shoe was coming out before, you might have heard from friends, hey, go line up for these Jordans or these Dunks, you know, even if you weren't into sneakers and weren't on the Internet talking about sneakers. But that shoe kind of became like a mainstream like story. And I mean, it'd be interesting to go look, but I'm sure like probably like mainstream media even talked about the shoe at some point. So fast forward, you know, 15, 14, 15 years, I mean a pair of those shoes dead stock will go for 30 or 40 grand at least. Right. Oh yeah. So, People uh, that that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, but you see, I mean, I know we're kind of staying away for 2020 shoes as but I see we're near an end feels pretty appropriate to bring up the, the redo Nike has this year of the Freddy Krueger Air Max 95. And they've eliminated the blatant sweater usage. They've used some different, looks like almost like denim ish materials to represent 
the character and I mean I actually really like it if it uh, is available I think I would try and have my first Halloween shoe but I think they did a good job on that one yeah man I think they did a really good job on it and honestly it's it doesn't necessarily have to look like you know doesn't it doesn't scream Freddy Krueger unless you know that the tie-ins there right and I think it's just a it's a super unique colorway and the materials that they use are just completely unique in the sneaker world that I think for sure this is going to be a good one. I'm, I'm sure people are already looking for the shoe, but um, oh, yeah. I'm curious to know how many are going to be produced and, and how you know they'll sell. Because the one thing that I do notice, and I was actually just talking to, to my buddy Aaron who helped me start sneaker history way back in the day. The Air Max 95s are kind of the slap-on Air Max model right now. There's so many Air Max models that are being released. The 95s, like the more, on the more expensive end, you know, of the retros. So mm-hmm. this is one of those shoes that's kind of going to test the the market, so to speak, and see if a shoe that's really well designed and hyped can actually live up to you know the pricing. Because even you know, not to not to keep rambling, but even the you know, the denim Air Max 95 didn't really, even though it was fairly limited, didn't seem to like have crazy resale prices on it. So it'll be really fascinating to see how these ones do. And I could totally wear them and I'm not even a fan of, you know, Friday the 13th or, uh, <laughs> you know, or Freddy Krueger by any means. So yeah, just a good looking shoe. Like it doesn't matter what it's tied into. Just well executed. Yeah, definitely. Well, that wraps up this episode. Let us know what your favorite Halloween and horror kicks are. Love to hear from you either in the comments uh, on our Instagram page at Sneaker History or join our Patreon and get access to our Discord. We can get into a deeper discussion around these kind of things. Um, that's it for me. You can follow me at Nick Ingvall on all the platforms. Mike, let them know how they can find you. Yeah, Matt, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789. Or you can find me on YouTube at Mike Guillory. But of course, Sneaker History as well. Right on. We'll catch all y'all on the next one. Peace. See ya. What up, y'all? This is Nick again. First, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a part of your day rocking with us. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a few favors. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Our Patreon members get access to exclusive episodes of the podcast, our latest merch, giveaways, and much more. You can become a member for as little as 5 bucks a month, and it really goes a long way supporting the crew. Next, make sure you're signed up for our email newsletter. We share updates about the footwear business, some of our favorite finds and deals, and other sneaker-related news a couple times per week. I like to think of it as a one-stop shop for the sneaker game, or at least a work-in-progress one-stop shop for the sneaker game, if you know what I mean. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. Whether online or in person, social distancing in effect, of course, it helps make the sneaker community a better place, and you never know what conversation and opportunity might come from it. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.